The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All right, let's test the mics real quick. Testing, testing. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly correct. Because you don't have anything like specific to say when you're testing a mic. It's like, uh, sounds coming out of mouth and yeah, levels no, are I'm, happening. I'm very specific with everything I say all the time. I think it, I thought this through last week, everything I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> wrote it out. Yeah, I wrote it out. Document. I was like, I have a list of 200 possible responses to questions asked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I smoked. 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 Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes. And today's guest is Andoni Elias Nava. Andoni is a music video and film producer here in Los Angeles, California. I met Andoni through mutual friends and production whom I've had the pleasure of working with over the years, you know, on wonderful film projects. However, Andoni and I have never worked together. I knew him from the many interactions and introductions at different events around the city. Uh, he was a true film professional uh, in his craft, I believe. And, and every time I spoke to him, he knew the lingo, you you know, and how hard it was to get a film project done or get it off its feet or get it through completion. And it's really, I love chipping away at people's minds and seeing how they complete projects. Uh, he was someone that just interested me and I wanted to know more about him because of how professional and amazing he is at his job. Ladies and gentlemen, Andoni. Uh, it's actually not the tarot. It's actually the... Blue Dream's good? my favorite. Blue Dream's great. Thank you. I wish marijuana would be legal everywhere so I could just endorse Blue Dream all the time. Yeah. I would endorse yeah. Blue Dream. Yeah. It's out of all the flavors in the in the cosmos. It's my favorite one, I think. I think it might be my favorite flavor of marijuana. I feel like it's my favorite, like as a beginner smoker too. Yeah. It's like it always like oh Blue Dream. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I was always yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Like it never made me super anxious right. or uh, paranoid right i feel blue dream is like jeans you know like like it's just it's good everybody likes it nobody doesn't nobody's like fuck jeans man i don't want to wear jeans <laughs> you know i hate feeling good I, yeah i hate comfort and like not having to wash my pants that often <laughs> <laughs> you, that's still like a weird subject for me because I come from a land of very OCD like family and a little oh, really? like we're a little germy <laughs> yeah and so um, I had a friend visit the other day and uh, he was like man my clothes really smell can I put them in your freezer and I was like no but he did anyway and I was like don't <laughs> we just got like Shumai that smell like his dirty blue jeans <laughs> But just his blue jeans? No, he put his, like, his shirt and socks in that. Oh, it and it works, though? Apparently it kills the bacteria. I have no idea. It I don't freezes it. the bacteria dead? That's what that's what I was told. I can I, like Science in my mind goes, plausible. Plausible. But, like... Nevertheless, washing machines... The reality works. of it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're only, like, $2 to use. <laughs> like, you know, like... Across the street from me, it's one seventy-five to wash. <laughs> I was going to eat that. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Anderson Cooper says that I. Anderson Cooper. Uh, he says that you you don't have to wash your jeans, but 
once a year and if it does smell or get uh weird uh you're supposed to put them in the once a year anderson cooper says this it says put them in the freezer he doesn't when wash his you, jeans when did you hear anderson cooper this is like buzzfeed like two years ago it was like everybody was talking and, about hold on hold on anderson cooper went on buzzfeed to talk no about how it you was like your jeans <laughs> i wouldn't well, be surprised we've got, we've if got that one was of the most respected reporters in the world what should we talk to him about i don't know about respected he's pretty behind a desk but he's not in afghanistan getting the news like anchors respected anchor, anchor sure right now you know there's a big difference yeah there's a huge difference there's a huge because huge anchors difference. are more pundenty than reporting yeah he's not a reporter he's an anchor yeah because yeah. he speaks his fucking he is pretty mind. behind a desk though he is right it's yeah. like and my silver hair just shines under these led lights and That's i look amazing i, I want to be i want to have silver hair you'd rather have silver hair than go bald right of course of course that's so sad I started growing, I started getting like my first gray hairs at like 19 and I was like, well, this is the better option. <laughs> I noticed like brunettes and darker haired people always get uh, gray sooner. Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of in the middle, like I'm a mix of like people who have lost all of their hair and people who have gone completely gray. And so like I, my hair sort of like at my age, it's sort of like uh, bird feathers. Like, it's really soft, and it's, like, thin, but it's not, like, balding yet. But I haven't got any grays. I have, like, deceivingly thick hair, so I think I'm all right on the bald front. Yeah? Like, uh, like barbers hate cutting my head. <laughs> they, like, hate it, man. Like, because they look at me, and they're like, oh, this guy should be easy. Like, really boring haircut. Uh, but then they like get into it and they're just like, motherfucker, we have to go through The hair days. doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> it really doesn't stop, man. And they're just like, we didn't know this was all under this. Like, we didn't know you could have like this many layers of hair. <laughs> like, Andonia is like second cousin. I've got it. like my top coat and my bottom coat <laughs> of hair. Like, you know. His winter mane needs to be trimmed. Right. So I won't go bald. Right. Which is good. Uh, which, so I like balds, but there's certain there's certain people. You like balds? Did you I just do. Say balds? Yeah. Like is that people? like a like, <laughs> those people? Like, oh, <laughs> you balds are all the same. <laughs> no hair on your head. <laughs> I just I always just assume like that was like top masculinity to me growing up. Like even like if you if you meet like a bigger bald guy, they'll normally the like you are your manliest when you're when bald. you get a when you get a nickname as bull. And it's just how American bull? we are. You never yeah. seen like that's just like eh, they call me Bull. Like, bull McCabe. Yeah, like, the bull. sweetest man, but looks like a giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like there's a whole. It was like a hidden right, culture people, behind those that. Those people are always super sweet. Like, like they love parfaits and like. <laughs> like oh my favorite olympic sports figure skating and you're like all right bull like good for you you know who looks good bald Uh, the do you know matt murphy he lives in your building i do know matt murphy he uh was on the show too and we never got in the conversation of it but him with hair and him shaved completely i just see two characters looking great like he looks he has a good head people yeah yeah they're they're two two different people people. totally two different people but he's that actor type when he had like like hair all over his face you were like this guy seems like a nice like uh reader like he could be you know i'd cast him as like the wannabe boyfriend you know on like the in the romantic comedy then he shaved everything off and i was like all right action movies yeah he gets (laughs) that division where i just like for me it's like i just look like some nerd and then bald i look so like some weird 
weird nerd. Like, that's it. Like, oh, Look at that age. weird nerd. Weird. If he had hair, he'd just be a nerd. And if I were working, I would totally embrace that. But I don't work like that. You know, right. I'm not yeah. getting picked up for everything. But I went to a commercial acting class one time, and the lady uh, was like, all right, so what are your archetypes? How do you all feel about each other, you know, yourselves? And I was like, well, and they came to me, and she was, I was like, well, you know, I feel like... Uh, well, you know, you know what you look like, Buzz, and all that, because you were, you did. Uh, oh yeah, military. You were in the military. Yeah. So like, you know what your head looks like. Yeah, it's not flattering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she said to me, she was like, before I could finish my statement, I was like, I don't know, I'm getting older. It's like a nerdy dad type, you know. I could play, and she was like, uh huh, uh huh, and tech support. <laughs> I was just like, bitch. All right. Yes, all right. but also, <laughs> that was the easy get, lady. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and also, oh, I went and saw Wonder Woman. Non-speaking last roles. Yes, exactly. You look great for non-speaking roles. I just gotta let you got a Have great you look for non-speaking roles of radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As an engineer, He's got a face for radio. I always loved that insult. It's the best, it's right? So clever. It's so old and silly and like used, but it's such a good one. And, like, and we're still using it on a podcast, right? Yeah, I like it. I've got a face for radio. <laughs> for all they know, I have a face for podcast. So this we could podcast. this could move into YouTube world. Yeah, I think face for radio at this point is like old. <laughs> Like, like just just very old Old doesn't understand podcasts or the new radio um so this is the last time i smoked and we have adonian (laughs) how do you spell your name again andoni a-n-d-o-n-i not two i's nope andoni Mm -hmm. it's a basque name um my dad is half basque half syrian what's Uh, basque basque the oh like the basque party like, like in the, Iraq, like, like the bat. No, the Basque country or bath is party. Sorry, wrong one. Yeah, so it's like the Basque country in uh, Spain. It's an indigenous group of Europeans. They're like uh, one of the oldest cultures. They're like Neanderthals. And, you're right. I'm yeah. reading Don Quixote right yeah, now, and it right. completely goes yeah. over a lot. They're of this. like they're like all there. They've been there for their like language. Euskera like has no root. I don't speak it. Right. Uh, I speak Spanish. Uh, <laughs> but so my dad's family was half Basque, half Syrian. And they're separatists, so he always used to make the joke that makes him 100% terrorist. <laughs> Classic. Not true. Not true. At best, 30%. <laughs> I'm only a little mad. <laughs> you know, he got denied for his ISIS license, so... Uh... <laughs> Back to work. work. (laughs) I guess I don't get to finish off this year. Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's so wild you bring that up because we used to live in Spain. We were a military family and my dad was stationed in Rota, which is in southern Spain. Yeah, totally. But I didn't realize like there was a huge Arab-like population in the middle that kind of made little towns in Spain. Oh, yeah, in the south of Spain especially. And the the Basque country is like a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like in the north and they bleed into France too. Uh, like so, like Biarritz is is Basque, and uh, did you know there's a tiny little country between Spain and France? Yeah, it's called um, Luxembourg. Nah, no, that's, that's north. A different thing. Uh, it's that's um, north, yeah. It starts with an A, I think. But anyways, um, I didn't realize that, but my husband told me about it, and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I hurt my ankle in that <laughs> fucking test." Uh, the, but there's nothing there. There's no like real go- like it's a government and everything. It's right. a country, but I can't remember the name. But the, never the best been country there. has their own their own government, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a, such an interesting thing, man. And like they, you know, they have a lot of tension with like the Spanish crown. And so, how is that? Yeah, how is the the mix of that? Because 
my mix is like chill as fuck. But right now in like current climate, like that mix, like between like Spanish European, almost, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and then like Middle Eastern and like Syrian and stuff like that. Does like do you have family over there? Do you have like uh... I don't really have anybody in Syria at the moment, or at least that I know of. Um, I've got a cousin Sergio who probably knows someone over there. He's very connected to bringing the family together. But for me, taking a pull. Yeah, he's. Uh, this is the last time I smoked. <laughs> Last time I smoked is now officially. Yay! <sighs> um, we're, we're doing Blue Dream. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce that, but I like that name. And Blue, we Blue Dream. Yeah. I think most dreams should be blue. That's a lie. I don't uh, know. Dream, dream whatever color you want. <laughs> uh, where's your ashtray? Oh, sorry. So I use the top of this. Okay, cool. Oh, that's like putting it around everywhere. Um, mm. There's cookies so, and so, um, yeah, I'm gonna eat, cake I'm gonna, if you want I'm any. Eat that. All of that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, uh, sorry, but so yeah, so, I don't so have extended back, family. So my background and... is is so I don't really have much in Syria, but Spain still. My background is uh, quarter Basque, quarter Syrian, quarter like Asturian, which are Celtic Spaniards, oh. and uh, quarter like bang bang shoot 'em up Texas cowboys like. There's like a book written about the Texas family, and there are all these crazy cowboys. I found like handwritten journals of theirs, like of your extension fa- of your extended, extended family. Family, uh, yeah. One of them, uh, I'm trying to write a movie about at some point. Uh, this guy William Wallace Townsend, he's my great grandfather's grandfather. And what is and he, he known this, for? Like, this like Texas Ranger, like. <sighs> I think I probably fought for the Confederacy. Let's be real. He's from Texas. My last name's Hughes. I'm scared him, to look. I told him not to, but you know, <laughs> he didn't listen. Yeah, he just went after his dream. Just went after it. But uh, he's got the, the story with him is after like all the wars he fought and whatnot, he moved to Mexico with his wife and their like infant child. And like within the first year there, uh, the wife died. Nobody knows how. Total mystery. But then he was left with this infant kid and he rode back over a thousand miles with the child on his saddle, like stopping at different towns to see if like people would help him feed his kid, like women would nurse him or anything. And they did. And they did. And they made it back. And that was one of his children. He became a bounty hunter. I have the journal of that journey, like the handwritten journal. So what I'm, is this? Is it dated too? Yeah. What is the, what it's is like that? 1860 something oh. or 1870. Like it's pretty interesting. And then, so I also have journals from his son, his, who was a bounty hunter and like all the like people he like, Oh, his profession was bounty hunting, bounty hunting. Yeah. Like Cowboy bebop. Look for like, renegade yeah. people. Yeah. So I've got like wanted like notes written in his journal. One of them's like to like $200 wanted for seduction. That's my favorite one. Whoa. Wanted for seduction. And he'd like just, describes this person in like perfect detail it's like his his like mustache is inclined to curl Whoa, uh, yeah quite tries to be witty uh i think you know i think they wrote more uh well uh back in the day because i think the pen to paper one was just expensive just to have so like if you were putting thoughts to you know there's not so many something. scratching out everybody's yeah. more confident in their collegiate yeah, and it's like this beautiful script oh, and you're just like and you can't it's it's interesting because it's like beautiful script but it's all like fucking jumbly and shaky and you're just like man he wrote this on a horse <laughs> or like in a wagon or something sure. you know um is he the first uh generation or was he like a product of another couple from texas so so there were originally seven townsend brothers in texas 
That there's a there's a the I've magnificent got, towns. Yeah, if you go to my grandparents' house, they've got this textbook. It's the it's the it's called the Seven Towns and Brothers of Texas. It's and called it's, it like dated from this year to this year, and it's like this is the history, right? And it was like these seven brothers that uh you know by providence it ended up in Texas. Like no, I don't know how. And they kind of built the family. Uh, what part of Texas, if you don't mind me asking? I don't want to get too detailed, but it's like, like are you the western or eastern, north? Like or? southern Texas. Southern Texas. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, actually, one of them founded Big Bend National Park. Oh, that's beautiful. Everett Ewing Townsend. He founded it while looking for fugitives <laughs> in the area. Like, that, that is a true story. <laughs> he was looking for escaped bank robbers and was like, oh, this is pretty. This is so <laughs> like, nice. Should probably protect this. <laughs> this seems nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the kind of family, like, my mom is from. Like, just real cowboys, you know? That's so deep American, I know, too, right? isn't it? Like, Oh, and that was one of the that was one of the craziest things too. Is like that is a part of my blood. That's like a part of my history. But is I'm, country, I'm, a nat- I'm a naturalized citizen, and I you know like I was born in Mexico, and most of my family's still in Mexico, and I've always like. So it's like, no, I'm super American. Right. <laughs> I think that's... But I've had to prove it uh, always. Every time, yeah. Mine's always been they all like. So what? are you you know and i'm like yeah. iraq war veteran what are you yeah exactly <laughs> exactly what you got going on like <laughs> you work for ibm that's great my, I, name, uh, is, my name is hughes my name is hughes. <laughs> landon charles hughes uh, yeah exactly landon charles hughes where are you from where the fuck do you think australia no yeah, exactly. uh, um, no, I'm, yeah. I'm andoni elias nava oh beautiful and people though. are just like where what's your deal yeah ethnically ambiguous Ethnically ambiguous. I think, uh, which but is, I think I, that's the next America, though. Is this push to like? Because hopefully, you know, I uh, make the joke. Ethnically ambiguous is like uh, white people's way of saying like, we know you're not one of us, but we like you too much to say you're. One and of I'm them. fine with that. And we, it's like, all right, well, at least I'm in the club. <laughs> like, I don't know, sort of, sort of, but like, also put me in my place. Tell me where I'm wrong, because hey, cast first stone, sort of thing, you know, because. Yeah. I've been just doing my jam and it's working. You know what yeah, I mean? Just yeah. keeping cool. Ethically ambiguous is not that yeah. bad. I hate uh, ever feeling like I can't have somebody approach me and ask me like I'm going to get offended. Like yeah. I'm not. Like Right. You ever I remember some people might I know because I remember in high school a girlfriend of mine she comes up to me uh, like we ended up becoming really close friends but the, the first time we met we were just in homeroom and she was like you want to guess my heritage I'm like no no but, <laughs> but at the same time but I didn't know better back then so I was like oh that, guess. Like, like let's play the game let's play the game guess where I'm from yeah and I was like um uh, let me see uh, El Salvadorian and she's like. <gasps> Ew, no. And she got all offended. She goes, I'm Puerto Rican, Mexican. And I was like, why? Ew, no. What Exactly. And like, and she got so mad and offended. And I was like, and this is what brought us back together. I was like, all right, where I'm from. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, girl. I'm from Guam. Like my family, Guam. And then like, uh, like mix of like Italians and Anglos and like cool. that all from like European. Do people so. ever try to tell you what you are? sometimes and i don't like do you get the like no 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 don't tell me uh no because i find that to be knowledgeable like you're a group of people who think that way and you're giving me insight into that world please go on like absorb <laughs> that's like some like real like skinner be- 
behavioralist like oh skinner behavioralist uh philosophy like, i want to i want to see i want to see what you think i am because i want to think i want to see what how your brain processes stuff that's like but like well that's like what though? it still doesn't feel is very uh i don't know is it psycho? Is it like a, a psychosomatic? A, a little sadistic, right? Like you're taking no. pleasure in people like... Oh, well, only because I'm never offended. And I right. always feel yeah. like... So why not? Let's see. Correct. Let's yeah. See what, let's it never comes from a malicious place. That's the right. thing is because I've been wrong. You're not them. Exactly. Not it's never. Them. Never. It's just yeah. because it's. I'm not putting a specific person to this... Uh, definition either right. like just pick the person i've been that person sometimes you know and i i catch myself today i try not to do that i try not to be like let me guess uh <laughs> um, some people well because i also got the whole like oh you're but you're so straight acting landon and i'm like oh, oh i hate that interesting that's the one i hate the most because i don't think if you're not hurting yeah, anybody people wanting to know as much right uh as that the like people telling you you don't look like like uh, something yeah (laughs) yeah 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 i had someone tell me uh i don't consider you mexican though and i was like oh that's nice right (laughs) no i'm glad i'm glad you don't consider me like oh i was worried (laughs) i was worried that you'd consider me what i am (laughs) my dad's side is uh uh mexican and they're from fresno area up in the central valley so it's like there's like a yeah like a dichotomy of it all like like there's certain buildups you get positives on and there's certain negatives That's because weird you didn't do well in high school but you did good here you're a good person here so you get the uh, the money to go to college you know it's so weird how we dissect dissect these things yeah um you're so straight looking yeah what does a straight person look like don't have gay face <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like I've seen soup. <laughs> I feel like I've definitely heard that phrase on TV multiple times. <laughs> oh. Like for sure, my friend was that. My friend was in an episode of Law and Order where they described cool. his character as having gay face. <laughs> True story. <laughs> It was like a character description, about 5'9", blonde, gay face. (laughs) Now, you see why I'm not mad at that? It's because my grandmother probably watches that show. My grandfather may watch that show and go, I understand gay face. (laughs) I get that. Just just got it. It was like, yeah. It's not for my generation. I better not be kids, but (laughs) but for my, yeah. (laughs) Totally. I can handle that. Yeah. I don't understand. What's wrong with that? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a way of describing it's, someone. It's moisturized and plucked and, <laughs> well and very well tanned. Yeah, it's got some good tone. <laughs> Lack of stress. It looks like someone cared about it, really. It looks like it's someone super cares loved. about it. Yeah. yeah it's a this is our, like this is our treasure. Yeah. Somebody really... I was walking out of the mall today because I have, we're going to a wedding this weekend and I had to grab a new shirt from Banana Uh Anyways, blah, 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 blah. I'm walking out of the mall and this kid walks in and he's got his hands on his hips and he's swaying and he flips his little blonde hairdo and he is just so gay face. Like you could just, he's blue. And next to his mom is his mom walking in with him and she's glowing. She's like, and she sees me smile at both of them and she's like, 
I know I'm nailing it. Like, <laughs> look at my little princesses. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm nailing it. I'm doing such a good she, job. She is. Yeah, she's being loving. She's letting his her son just completely flame out like Great. that. Like, yeah. I didn't get that. I lived in Florida. <laughs> I, I can't wait so to be awesome. like a cocky parent that oh, just knows too. you did it right. Yeah. Right? Like, doesn't that feel like... <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day and they were talking about like how like their parents have been annoying because they're about to leave on a long vacation and the parents are just like, you're not hanging out with me enough, you know? Yeah. And I was like, don't can't like, I can't wait for that. And she was like, you can't wait to like miss your kids. And I was like, yeah, because that means I did a great job. And at the end of the day, you're just going... I killed it. Totally. I killed it on that. I want to hang out with my kid. Awesome job, me. I feel bad. Like that alone, that bar right there, everything that's not above that bar I my feelings get hurt and I'm a huge empathetic gay guy so I'm always like sad about stuff like that because I'm like dude my parents fucking rocked like, yeah, right, <laughs> like right. they're still doing it like they're just yeah and they're quiet about it and that's what I gotta learn I gotta <laughs> be humble <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like that's how you know, right? It's like, oh, it's someone I would want. My kid is someone I would want to hang out with. I think I one of the keys job. is realizing when I feel real stupid. When I know it's not art and it's it's me being an asshole or it's me like for instance like Twitter, I had to quit Twitter. Cuz it was like giving never, me the ability to drop shit diarrhea mouth yeah. to the world. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't really feel this way, but right now as an immediate reaction to what these yeah. people are doing, do you not see the implication? You know, on some topics, right. and I don't, right, right, I'm so right. broad on these, but I'm just like the, the motion side of it. Yeah. So I had to quit. I was like, I don't like being mean. I'm not good at it. I have a Twitter. I don't remember how to log on anymore. <laughs> uh, it's there. Do you want to shoot it? Shoot it out. I mean, I have Instagram. I'm still like social media, but it's like. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just like something about social media. Like, I, I know I should be using it better than I am. Are you. Um, you're a younger, like, like millennial person, or you're like a Gen <laughs> Am X? I a millennial person? I'm 27. Uh, oh, good! Yay! Yeah, but I'm just, you know, uh, I'm too sporadic. Uh, I'm horrible with focus. Yeah, and it's like I'm not going to be producing a lot of content on the social media constantly because you need to be on the ball 24 seven. Yeah, to even and I get depressed. Yeah. I do this thing these days where I'll like wake up and I'll make up a headline. <laughs> And then I'll look at the news and I'll see how close I am and I'll grade myself from one to ten. <laughs> so I'll be like, uh, like Trump bans Mexicans in coffee shops. And I'll like look it up and I'll be like, eh, seven out of ten. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty close. Wow. It's pretty depressing. It's does it is it like it gets too easy to call out almost? <laughs> it's just like you know there's gonna be something totally absurd. Like try it. Make up a headline. <laughs> Make up a headline? Make up a headline. Um uh, God, I'm so dark. <laughs> 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 um let me see, let me see, let me see. Um Family sh stranded. <laughs> <laughs> in Mexico 
because they didn't have birth certificates. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, because my parents used to scare me about that. They wouldn't let me go to Mexico with them, like on vacation to TJ and stuff, because we we're from San Diego. Oh, okay. And they said they would keep me. That was their fear because we did. I didn't have my birth certificate. They were, again, they were great parents, but they were. You do not have a birth certificate. I do. I just I had to get a reorder of one. Like they lost it. Like some, you know, over time. Like that's how American we are. Like, yeah, we got a new one at the Social Security office. Really? <laughs> yeah, we're so bad wow. like that. Because it's like, again, at the same time, it's like, how important is the paperwork you keep in your life? Like, right. How many bank statements do I got to keep a hold like of? I have like cardboard boxes full of a bunch of bullshit. Just bullshit just so much bullshit like Anyways, if, I ever, if i ever actually get audited which i won't because i'm super poor <laughs> i know this i'm just like i'm not nobody's no coming, after coming me. for my shit like, <laughs> when it said if you like can they're get... just like we're surprised you pay taxes at all <laughs> fuck dude like, you can purchase things yeah. <laughs> like wow um but like if i ever do i'm gonna give the irs like a couple ziplocs full of receipts and be like yeah this is where my stuff is <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna be a headache i read that you can get a standardized deduction and i my jaw dropped when it said if you make less than thirty-two thousand a year and i was like oh, gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like all right all right i'm in the money <laughs> pa nation i'm getting a rebate <laughs> yeah, exactly Ugh. Now I want to get into the funner parts of like taxes. Now I think I'm starting there to want no to automize. Parts to taxes. Itemizing your business and, uh, and validating your uh, creation and like uh, knowing, dude. Oh uh, my god, I, I love. What do you so? Oh, Andoni, what do you do for like? I so I am a freelance filmmaker. Yeah, and I write everything off. <laughs> everything. So you already not do that. in like a tricksy way, right? Just like you know. I can write everything off because that's Cause I'm living to work. work in the industry yes. and like constantly everything is potential for work. It's not the glamour I thought it was going to be. No, it is not. But it's a fresh uh, awakening. For and you me. have to go do stuff with yeah. people all the time and spend money. And you're just like, all right, you know, like because uh, we're the economy. Right. You know, other than, you know, other than the service people industry that are here as well, like we're the economy. Yeah, that's something that's been surprising coming out to L.A. where it's just like everyone is in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And because I just moved here in October from New York and New York, there are a lot of people. You meet a lot of people in the entertainment industry. But mm -hmm. There are also a million other jobs that people do. And there's like huge other sectors. And I feel like here it's like everyone works in movies. Or something. I, yeah, or it's like right outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Music or comedy. Adjacent. Or, yeah, yeah. Every. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's like all f <laughs> uh, funneling kind of to be that. Melted, yeah. yeah. Um, which is fascinating, but also at the same time, it's like I, f I, I had to come here to learn a lot. I mean, I know I could go back home and just like open a garage and start making you know what i mean yeah, a little yeah, youtube yeah. and just pay like i know the ideas that i could work through that but the actual like living here and like the accepting everybody even if you don't or you do like the 
the yeah. honest work that comes out of everyone working together is what I don't see outside of here or New York or Chicago, you know, the bigger yeah. metropolitans, like, you know, coming from like small town USA, it's like, it's hard to think about going back there and just like we're small town for you well I've, we're military family so we right. moved everywhere so you charleston everywhere. south carolina cool. panama city florida right, right, right. grand forks north dakota whoa yeah north dakota i loved it up there though it was so nice really because i'm kind of like one of those guys like when i'm probably 80 and still doing it yeah. i'm probably gonna buy a cab in the middle of nowhere and just die under a bed <laughs> you know like that's it for me i feel the same way i want like a like a little ranch house in the middle of the desert and like a dog and a rifle I don't know why. I'm never going to shoot anything, but I just want to have a rifle out there, you know? It sounds right. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're making me pro-rifle again, or pro-gun again. Because <laughs> uh, there is a, there's a romanticism to that. That's like, yeah. um, who am I thinking of? Not Orwell. Who am I thinking of? Hmm? Not George Orwell. Who? The writer. Um, Hem, Hem, uh, Hemingway. Hemingway. Is so romanticizing that. And that... all the, like, the bit like Cormac McCarthy. And yeah. It's just like this, like, there's something about that, like, lonely fucking cowboy. Tortured hard. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, hard... how badly do you want to be that? Oof, in a sorry. weird way. Just I just want to be a lonely cowboy in the desert. Um... Yeah, I mean, it just sounds so simple. Like, that's the thing, though. It's like, how simple do I want it? And, like, how bored would I get to? Right now, right. though. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, right. yeah. No way. No way. But I feel like, I I don't know. I, do you camp? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Me and Zach and all of them used to, we should do another one soon. That'd be fun. Yeah, we used to camp a lot. I, like, yeah, I've, like, been to, like, 13 national parks. And I'm, like, obsessed with it. I'm and it's, it's a treasure that we should keep. Yeah. Um, that nobody realizes outside of yeah, that don't leave their house. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you just, and it's like totally accessible. Like and it gives you that feeling and sort cheap. of like the lonely cowboy and cheap. And like and you and and that well, that's the coolest part of fucking like the United I hate saying USA USA. But like Big the coolest part of the National Park Service. I'm going to say National yeah. Park Service great. Uh should get more funding in this budget. Our continent is listening to our, your podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, we have to talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, I'm with you on some of it, which is weird for me, but <laughs> we got some bigger fish to fry. Um, Park Service is number one. Uh, in our continent alone, we get to see swampland. We get to see mountaintops. We get to see deserts, high deserts, low deserts. We get to see working volcanoes. We get to right. see... We are a topographic map of just insanity. The has some yeah. of the most... Ins has the most insane protected landscape that I can like and it should describe. be yeah and that's why i like that the midwest and stuff is kind of small towny and stays that you know not stays yeah. i'm so conservative I'm like you need to no progress whatever <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah but i like the protection and sort of like the camaraderie around the land itself sometimes oh, yeah. and having sure. the pride of having you know for sure amber waves of grain you know like yeah it's cool man like like the country has a lot of really cool stuff to it it's a cool country with a lot of hard-working people have you uh, traveled outside outside of the country uh -huh. yeah i've been to i mean my fam most of my 
like extended families in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I go every year. Are they like scattered around the whole country or? Uh, Mexico City. For oh, the most no, part. I've never been. And I want, ever since I was a kid, it was like the most populated city. And I was like, I want to go. Like, and I've never it's, been. It's a crazy city. It's like really, really fun. I've come to really love it. It's chaotic. Oh, and I it's, bet. it's big. <laughs> it's a big scattered. LA kind of reminds me of Mexico City in the sprawl. But Mexico, but like Mexico City's like, was it like seven times the size it's of monster? LA. It's just ridiculous. But it's such a big heart. Yeah, I got family that I love it goes there. up and down uh, Baja California, but cool. I don't know if we have any in like maybe a uncle in Chihuahua. I don't know. It's been so long that I've like looked at my lineage like just recently have i started looking at it because of everything that's been bringing out like i was like i thought we were over this why we keep talking you know what i mean but it's good to i feel like it's a cool thing to like go back and like learn the family history i'm a i'm a big like family history nerd i'm that guy i like it i think it's interesting um i i just have i'm such a yeah like you said like it's such a sprawl too it's like from like the south guam and european right uh yeah like pacific islander all the way to european it's just weird um that's cool and then mexican (laughs) yep it's just so it feels so natural to live in southern california it's just um yeah like desert lands like texas is kind of has that climate Mm -hmm. Uh, i love getting the candies that i grew up with in LA, that was a nice change. New York to LA, all the like pulparindos and tamarindos and like <laughs> all that like spicy tamarind candy. Yeah, Rosa. That, like, and... Yeah. Uh, no, I, the um, best. The best Lucas. Part of, best part about those candies was always that my American friends didn't want to eat them, so I never had to share. <laughs> we used to get. But those... here, I have to share. Oh yeah, what absolutely. I like them. Yeah. This is, uh, no, no, no. You're supposed to hate this. It's mine. This is weird. Exactly. I'm telling them, like, no, it's weird. You don't want this. I'm just gnawing down this Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. We have an ice cream man, actually. He don't come on our road, but he goes around this area, and I want him to, because I want to see if it's, like, old school, where it's, like, give me just the grab bag for, like, a dollar, and you open it up, and it's just, like, a ton of this candy that none of the other kids ate they were weren't ready to venture into uh yeah <laughs> the chamoy a little powder <sighs> just like lick it all day at recess <laughs> <laughs> very southern oh did you uh did you go to like sixth grade camp or anything as a kid did you ever it's do camp i did a lot of basketball camps oh you're a basketball player yeah i play i still play uh not like you know you should take the boys to bellevue I do play. I play at Bellevue all the time. Oh, nice! Cool. Corner, dude. I love that park. It's great. The fun part about like pickup outdoors is that you play with like the most mix and match groups of people. You meet so many people from all walks. Everybody plays basketball. So sometimes you'll be playing with like two sixteen-year-old kids that are like, like. 
honestly at the top of their game because they're <laughs> playing for high school teams you know like they're practicing you get skills kids <laughs> the 16 year olds are the toughest ones right and then like at the same time they're proving like, something some like old dude that's like been like playing forever and like was once great but is now like you know he's got his neek uh <laughs> protectors on yeah, yeah he's put like megatron the most on his brand knee. new jordans like <laughs> i'm doing well super geared up because yeah. if he's not He's gonna break mouth guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Headband, like fucking knee band, sleeves. Dude, that would be me right now. I'm like, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, wish I was better at tough. That, huh? The old guys get yeah, tough. I'm sure they either only shoot three pointers or they try to break everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> We don't even call fouls. No, yeah. no blood, no foul. And you're like, you're 50. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> like, Bring it to a scream, sir. You just, you just knocked a 16-year-old kid on his ass. Like, right. Leave him alone. <sighs> that sounds great. See, I think you have to know how to play the game, though, and be that into the game to yeah. be able to just pick. Like, I'm Landon's not going to Bellevue to pick up. Uh, if they had bowling at Bellevue, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> just like pick up bowling just pick up why bowling. is there not more pick up bowling right you know i i gotta get back you know, into like it public public bowling lanes just put them in the park they'd oh. be terrible but yeah. you know it'd be fun it would be it would just need to be covered i don't know like with the laminate <laughs> <laughs> see now you're asking for too much yeah yeah you get man. concrete and rubber balls i used that's to bowl <laughs> i won a i won a huge championship as a kid that's awesome and it's such a nerdy thing to like be good at it's definitely one of the nerdier sports yeah i um, tried i played baseball i played soccer i played uh were you like very competitive in bowling no I didn't even want to play sports. I just want to play video games. But then I've gotten to bowling and there was this sort of mixed dynamic of okay. like, yeah. And so then I got competitive and then All I was right. bowling like I was 13 years old and I won the European and then I oh, won. So you were competitive. Yeah. Competitive well, bowling. my dad made me bowl like eight to 12 games a day when I was in competition a day. <sighs> recording wow. my moves wait you had a football dad for bowling correct that's the best thing i've it's just like you nailed it you had a football dad for bowling exactly he's like come on your... son if you're gonna do this you're gonna be the best if you're gonna be a bowler you're gonna be the best bowler that ever was Oh my god i never thought of that yeah absolutely What'd you bowl today 198 Get back out there. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed to see me do one sport right. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, uh, we went to we, we. I went and beat Spain, and then from Spain we went to Germany, and I beat all of the Europeans. And then as wow. an American representing Europe, I won what? the United the international bowling. I mean, this is how big it was. Every state had four bowlers: two handicapped, two scratch, one two boys, two girls. So four bowlers each. Europe only. Only got four as a whole. Wow! And I was one, and I was thirteen, and it was the handicap league, and I bowled against the with one other girl, and then the scratch guy who bowled with us was a friend of ours who he was just that good and was like competing with me, like he was. 
we just nailed it. Like my dad was sort of like helping him too. And like, right. it was just, anyways, we get to the Tennessee where we had this international bowling championship and 300 bowlers in it. And I come out with gold and scholarship money and like, yeah, it was intense. Oh yeah. It was crazy. They boarded us for three days. They didn't let us like, they, we just bowled. That was your job. <laughs> then you would go back and I did something like that in, uh, like London and then and Amsterdam for basketball cool. where like we flew out and we were like one of like four US teams and we won gold. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And they were just like keeping you in a hotel. I remember it was like a like there were a bunch of different sports. It was like the World Youth Friendship Games or some some something. Nice. Something yeah, silly. exactly. And like there were bowlers. <laughs> Uh, but all the sports got like really clicky with each other. Oh sure, yeah. You know? Oh, I see that now. But like yeah. we're clicky no matter if what is right. the commonality that we have with someone that makes us want to hang out with them. Right. I think the word "click" in a negative connotation just means nobody wants to be my friend. <laughs> 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 but I can see that, like, if it were, if it hurts jobs and employment, that's one thing. But like, clicky with sports or clicky with like comic books well, and it stuff. Was, it's you know, different. like the bowlers would hang out with the bowlers, totally. and the basketball players would hang out with the basketball players, and whatever girl would talk to them. Exactly, yeah. and no <laughs> one's talking to the bowlers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right. So I got a question to ask you. Sure. Do you think weed should be legalized? Of course. Why? What do you mean why? The I mean, holding for motorcycle. The question posed was, should weed be legalized? Marijuana, cannabis. I think weed should definitely be legalized uh, for recreational or medical purpose. For anything. <clears throat> for your butt. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like for whatever you want with it. It. it should, I mean. First of all, tobacco and alcohol cause so much more damage than wheat does, than marijuana does. There are there is medicinal value to marijuana, which is like a great plus, but also I don't know. The one argument that feels like really compelling to me is uh from the you know like so I'm from Mexico. There's obviously a lot of issues with the cartel right a lot a lot like <laughs> journalists being killed and like yeah yeah these people they have a lot of power because they're making a lot because there's a lot of money to be made in these like illicit substances being smuggled one way to address this would be to legalize it regulate it within here we can tax it we can make money off of it uh we take that power away from them obviously they still have a lot of uh, a lot of interest in other things as well so it's not like you just legalize weed and defeat the cartel but it is you know like that's we not will realistic. find darker things that's not realistic and right. anybody that tells you it is is out of their goddamn minds but it's a step it's a step in the right direction i also think like you think it like relieves pressure from everyone as a whole then like a little in bit a way of, a know? little bit there's also the argument of like you know, because it all ties in. It ties into like prison sentences too, with minorities and things like that. I, I, the amount uh, of nonviolent drug offenders that are in prisons and like crowding everything. You need to address this, and you need to address it in a different, more productive way. Like it doesn't make sense to be sending all these people 
to prison for like selling weed or smoke, you know, smoking weed. And it's like at a certain point, when, when can you treat it like a civil rights issue? My dad used to tell me the story that he had to join the military because when he was selling weed on the streets back in the day, he would have been dead before he was 20. So he had to join, you know what I mean? To get out of that situation in Mm -hmm. Fresno uh, as a kid, like, He's a success story now, but right. to hear that and to like me just be like, I'm making a podcast about weed. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Go fuck yourself, Landon, because it was a big deal when I was a kid. And now, you know what I mean? And I'm just seeing this of like right. how the gravity of it all is so great on all sides. Right. Um, but, you know, the argument there is like, like, it's great that you are making a podcast about it, that you that it like we the conversation has come to this point. Like we recognize this is not something we should be like criminalizing criminalizing and having like people die over (laughs) like you know that's the bottom line for me is like there's people dying you know people in prison for families being destroyed because of some weed Weed. and it, it the way those laws are enforced too are disproportionately affecting minorities and poor people that's another big part of it you know like you you don't get like it's not like you're your wealthy white you know boulder colorado stoner that's getting arrested for this stuff it's like minorities in poor neighborhoods they're the ones whose lives are getting ruined and it's not fair that's perfect nailed it yeah that's exactly correct and i feel like but it takes a lot of people because the stigma's still there and that's so weird for me like again back to my like it's weird for there to be a stigma and yet i'm still like you said doing this and having the conversation out loud but what i'm trying to show in this whole thing is just like how more human everyone actually is even you know stone not stone doesn't matter it's like it's it's all sort of relative and it's silly to criminalize something that only makes people i think peaceful yeah exactly but again it's just my opinion you know (laughs) and that's the thing you know we're talking about marijuana and like we've seen at this point it's relatively harmless you know like there's even a lot of value and benefit to it that would be great if we could continue to research you know (laughs) which you have to make legal to do and yeah and there's so much research of things that i would never even have thought of to research you know what i mean to like even think of i'm always like oh but the benefits of helping people out of depression or the benefits of you know um uh, anger management uh name the yeah, thing I, mean, I definitely feel it helps me with my anxiety it definitely f- helps uh with depression so it is medicinal in that way mm-hmm. but i yeah i don't think it's a medicine no 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 and it's not a cure-all no and it shouldn't be and you shouldn't look to it that way the same way you don't look to you know opiates <laughs> <laughs> right you know like just like opiates yeah uh let's not let's not say no. that i don't want to create that <laughs> comparison uh but that's how some some people feel marijuana is just as bad as that and i feel like no oh there's the slippery slope argument yeah people are gonna people are gonna toss that out yeah you know uh 
well, then what next? You know, same thing with like the cartel conversation. It's like, yeah, if we're really attacking them, you kind of yeah. have to take everything away. And you're not going to do that, right? Because no. that's crazy. You can't just lift all ri- all rules. No, because so you would be no ripping criminals. again families apart again that have really no right. bigger connection than probably harassment or you know what I mean. But now right. they're in the yeah. It can be so. It's there's no thread we can just pull and then just unravel all of it. There's no one single yeah yeah. But but in a perfect world. But like. Do you see any positives to legalizing outside of uh, criminality and all that? Do you see any positives to just the culture as a whole or your neighbors? The culture of weed? Getting into like middle America now and being... How do you think they will attune to it? Will they... Um... I mean, I think the conversation around it at this point is like in the public. In the public, is pretty uh, positive, right? Like most of the country is. Uh, well, I read a lot of L.A. Times, so probably. Right, <laughs> right. yeah. And the, New York, more and the New York Times seems pretty for it too. Uh, I guess that's all the information I need. Right, but so Fox News does All doesn't... of America loves it. No, Fox no, no, News no, hates it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's different. Jeff news. Sessions doesn't like it. Oh, he's so mad. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, baby, dude, grandpa. like it's gonna make people want your cookies more. Exactly, it's gonna <laughs> make people want to experience your products more. Just everything, though, like all the Keebler stuff, oh, man. All of it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, you should buy stock now in Keebler. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, what Just are the be- like the best stocks to buy as marijuana becomes legal? <laughs> like, uh, Grubhub. <laughs> Grubhub. My favorite thing about Grubhub, Seamless, and all that is that now I don't have to uh, interact with people almost at all throughout my day. Just open the door, grab the bag, close it again. Do you have you have anxiety around people? Uh, sometimes. Really? Sometimes. You just seem so charming and like. I mean, I can turn it on. <laughs> I gotta like that. I can turn it on, uh, but it's exhausting. I've, I, you know what I feel like? I've described this to other people. The way I feel in like social situations is like, you said you played video games, right? Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, like like Diablo or all those yeah. things. Yeah. And they had like a health bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there were, or like Crash Bandicoot where you'd like jump into the water and you'd swim and you had a certain amount of oxygen. And you were like, I can do this, but my oxygen bar is going to keep coming down and I'm going to have to come back for air to fill <laughs> it back up. That's how I feel with social situations. It's like, yeah, I'm here and this is cool. And I'm playing I'm playing this game, but like eventually so situation- my oxygen bar is going to run out and I'm going to leave. <laughs> What social situations do you feel less like you're treading water rather uh, than like well, one on ones are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, is it work related or it's just everything. I just need alone time. Yeah. So, you know, um, I need it to recover. Uh, I It makes me uh, a little crazy when I don't get it for a long time. Wow. I, yeah. I, I think it's because of I get that way, but only like as I got older. When I was a kid, when I was like I don't know, teens to early twenties, it used to be like 
all the time. People over, party, party. And as the... Yeah. It's like, I, uh, I'm not going to rage tonight. Sorry, it can't. Yeah. And then just that continued on. And I'm like, oh, God, am I turning into an old man now? Or am I just... Am I balancing it? Or... Yeah. I no, I even, like, found... Yeah. No, I'm... For me, I've just always needed it like uh-huh. that. And I found that, like, I also, like... I even found it like created patterns in the way that I made friends growing up. Like I would make a bunch of different little groups of friends instead of having a group of friends that was mine so that I could like jump between them. Like when I got anxious or when I was like a little overwhelmed, I could just be like, all right, these guys know. <laughs> and like, yeah, like you have, were like, uh, friends with multiple groups yeah, rather than, and it was like a way of avoiding, um, the drama half the time yeah and the anxiety of like being super committed to a group which is you know it's not necessarily healthy but it's the way i was operating for most of my childhood just a bunch of little friends yeah same i guess i mean i always had like a, a best friend i have i think i have a uh I I started to think of best friend as a tier. I think it's a fun. I did always have a best friend. Yes, yeah. like I have like a brother. You know. Oh but, wait, are you one? You're you have you're no, one. No, I of, don't have a brother. Oh, but I have a brother. Right, exactly. You know, with the finger quotes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have I have a fun little concept I call the Mount Rushmore friends. Mm. That's like a tier, right? Because mm-hmm. like best friend's not a person; it's a tier. I guess, yes. So the Mount Rushmore friends are like the who do you carve into your, like, boom, boom, boom. They're up there. I already see it. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) And everybody's got it. I feel like every, whenever you I tell that concept to someone, everyone's just like Timmy, Bobby, Lucy. Yeah, and Steve. absolutely. And you're just like I don't know who any of those people are, but that's cool. <laughs> like I'm glad you know it. Especially here, like oh, even in the last like six years in LA, it's like I can see who it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then you start to get into like who's which president. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Teddy. <laughs> you know why? Yeah. <laughs> uh dimitri actually is reading all of the uh, presidential biographies that's awesome yeah he's uh, who's your favorite uh i feel like just because of like progress uh-huh <laughs> at this point mine is obama because like totally just because like listen 250 years of like uh shit that was backwards like right we had to develop to get here but you know i'm a big fan of teddy (laughs) um lincoln (laughs) you know the classics classics the classics like the beatles and the stones benjamin harrison benjamin harrison no who calls harrison their best for their favorite i don't know why we have three copies of that benjamin harrison um yeah what about uh oh no i like um uh, FDR. FDR was good. Yeah. I had a teacher who really loved Polk. Why? Because of Manifest Destiny. Wait. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's a deep and cut. She was, and she was like, look, I'm a history teacher. Do you realize how awesome it was that this dude got democratically elected on the like principle that he was going to take over all this land? Wow. And then he just did. And I was like, that's not... <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's awesome. She's like, no, 
it's awesome. Wow. I, I like, think oh. she's right, though. <laughs> it, just, it was like a Trumpian thing to do. He was just like, I'm going to take over. I'm gonna, you're going to have C to C. C <laughs> to Shining C. We're going to write a song about it. It's going to be the greatest. You're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love it. We're going to have the whole country. The whole continent will be ours. And why? Manifest destiny. God wants us to do it. God decided. He spoke to me. He said, Polk, take over America. God bless Polk. And then he did. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that asshole. (laughs) Now we have a National Park Service. Manifest destiny. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) On the bright side. On the bright side. I know. Uh, well, it's like, okay, here's a billion dollars. Go fix an issue. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, do you have an answer? You know, I, and I never want to say, uh-huh. There are a couple things I can say, uh-huh, on that are kind of big. Like VA system. Yeah. I feel like if I got in there and actually knew why all the red tape is where it's at, because I've had to go through it and it's awful, mm-hmm. um, I'd be able to clean that up a little bit. Revamp it. A little bit. Yeah, I don't, not a huge overhaul, but I know how wasn't we could streamline a lot of our issues. Wasn't there that thing like a, like a couple years ago, I guess, where they like, there was like a whole filing system error yeah. at the VA and it's because they hadn't computerized anything and it was still <laughs> all like paper with these like crank bookshelves. And it's like, ri- how is that a thing? It's ridiculous in that it's one of the most expensive programs that we pay for in taxes like unbelievable amounts of money go to something that is working like an underground library like (laughs) so where's it going like what's the so it's not going to the facilities and i think that's where we need to start diverting most of the resources because one well we're not making a ton of new vets i mean Mm -hmm. which is god bless america but like you know we have our special forces that they're using and all that but we don't have a big war right now god bless you know we don't have anything to worry about like in the interim i feel that we should just start getting everybody's records computerized Mm -hmm. we should start streamlining and doing updates on every single veteran and getting a baseline on each one and figuring out exactly where the resources are going as a whole Uh and then computing on how to fix that and streamline those issues is it all ptsd still who knows? Is it still TBI? Is it like, is it missing arms and, you know, uh, is it uh, paraplegic? What is the issue right. that is most, and I think it's a lot of mental health. I think most of it is, we should be, yeah. Because like these guys are good. in general, we need to get behind mental <laughs> yeah, health a little bit, yeah. a little bit more. Because huh? America makes you a little crazy. Yeah. Because we're too free. Like all these other countries, like they're all kind of free. Like France is kind of free. You know, it's democracy mm-hmm. and all that, but eh, they still got. And it's like, it, it's a real, real thing and it really affects people and uh, and I think a lot there's of there's such a taboo around it yeah especially yeah there's such a taboo around it because well, uh, it's uncomfortable it makes you seem weak to be like um I have bad dreams at night yeah. <laughs> weirdo <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah people do it but it's ridiculous yeah and it makes you and it makes you feel bad and you feel like you're gonna be like oh the crazy person and like you don't want to be the crazy person you don't want to have to rely on that help so i started Uh, so so a lot of people don't want to talk about it which is the dumbest which is the worst thing you can do because it makes people more weird about stuff right and like they don't get it like weed like right. they, it's because it's not bit now it's starting to like pump a little more you know yeah, yeah. information we can talk out about this we can talk about you should really be able to talk about everything you know like the way even we talk about 
addiction and addicts is like we make them feel bad about it in a way that is like we criminal them we make yeah. them criminals and they're not yes. and they're, they're not. sick exactly they're sad sad people <laughs> Who can absolutely turn their shit around and like with the right help can can, you know, improve their situation. And it's just like stop making them feel ashamed of it. Help them to better themselves. I'd like to thank my guest Andoni today, and I'd also like to thank the listeners for tuning in. You guys are awesome. Um, and yeah, totally. I'd also like to put a little shout out. I'm doing a comedy show. I'm one of the guests, uh, comedians, uh, this week at HD Comedy, Headscarves and Do-Rags, Queer and Trans People of Color show at the Nerdist School on Sunset, Friday, June 23rd, 10 p.m., $5 cash. Um, yeah, it's at the Meltdown Comics, I think is where it's at. Or right next door sorry uh, if you're if you're from la if you're not don't worry about this uh just leave me a rating good one you know a good rating anyways bye theme music by ron halperin logo design by james hasey this has been a production of landon charles hughes.com.